I'm honored today to teach or preach or talk about um, this lesson today. It's a very good lesson. I, lo I love talking about blessing the Lord. Amen. I, just a little backstory of, if anybody doesn't know, of why I've been missing some Wednesday night services. I have been a sound man for the youth camps and everything uh, for probably five solid weeks now. Um, so when, when I'm, I, I'm at church, I, I'm, I promise you that. I have church that morning, and I have church that night, and then the next morning I have church, and then the next night I have church. Praise the Lord. So I'm churched up, ready to go. I can't wait to see my Lord. This last camp was a Spanish camp. So, of course, I understood the Holy Ghost, but I didn't understand anything else. But it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. All the Latin music, all the, it was some crazy four-hour, five-hour services. It, it was interesting and a blessing. A blessing, praise the Lord. That kind of enters in to the lesson today. I was looking up the word. If I... Brother Adam, if you could turn me down in these monitors, I am so loud. I'm afraid to yell or talk really loud or anything like that because I'm so loud up here. Praise the Lord. But I was looking up the word a bless, and it was talking, and the pronunciation in the Strong's is balak. Balak. There you go. Balak. And I was just thinking about blessing the Lord and how important it is. Praise the Lord. I'm going to grab this other mic because it's doing some crazy stuff. Praise the Lord. That's a little better. Preacher Mike, we know what's going on. Praise the Lord. But let's turn to Psalms 34 today. Praise the Lord. We all know this psalm or this song as, as many know it as a song. Verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. We're going to take a pause there. and Let's be seated. You can be seated. Thank you for standing for the reading of the word. We, we, so many times we read that verse at the beginning of a service because it's a hype verse. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. We're encouraging the, the congregation, encouraging ourselves to, to be able to know that no matter what the service holds, that we will continue to bless the Lord. But we realize when we look into a little bit of history where the psalmist was when he wrote the psalm. He was fleeing away from Saul. He was a fleeing away from a man called Elimelech, who was a very, very bad guy. The lesson connection was is just talking about how David loved to praise the Lord during the countless hours he spent alone keeping and protecting his father's sheep. David had come to know the joy of God's presence and the thrill of God's power. 
David's experience with God in those lonely fields had made him a worshiper. He had made him a worshiper. Praise the Lord. We realize in David's life, as we look into it, there was many ups and downs. I, there's, there's a marker. I remember it wasn't with David, but with, with Joseph. My, my sweet grandmother did a Bible lesson in talking about Joseph's faithfulness. And he, they were talking about his, his faith and his life went up and down. Hopefully everybody can see it, but his faith stayed on plain. And, and we see that with Joseph, but we don't really see that with David. His, his faithfulness wavered at times. His life was definitely a roller coaster with some loopy loops. And his faithfulness might have strayed sometimes, but his praise stayed along with him the whole time. He understood the importance. Man, we're dealing with some problems. Praise the Lord. I think I turned the system on and I think I messed everything up. No, I'm kidding. I didn't do anything. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But his faithfulness and his faithfulness to worship was stayed the same through a constant battle. Even through the ups and downs that we see in Psalms that... There we go. I, I, I couldn't find that thing while ago. We see in Psalms that one, one Psalm is up in the clouds and the next, cloud, and the next Psalm is down in the dumps. And it's, I, heard it, I have heard it said, it's God's, God's um, adoration and power in songs through human emotion. It's through human... I'm getting a ring. I don't know exactly. It wasn't ringing a while ago. Praise the Lord. But it was through a human emotion that he praised his God. Amen. Verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. When you say continually, it's not in the past tense. It's not even in the present tense. It's all the time. It's the past, present, and the future. So he was, even when he was saying this, he was saying, I know that I'm going to have future problems. I know that I will have future difficulties. That's better, Brother Adam. Thank you very much. But I will still continually to bless the Lord. My soul shall make her boast. Because my, my soul understands what the Lord is doing. He, he's doing something great. He's doing something powerful in my life. And the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. The lowly, the ones that look up to me. The ones that, that, that admire what I'm doing as a king or admire as, as, because when he was writing the psalm, he was gathering the 400. It, 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 it was, he was gathering the 400. He was gathering all the lost and all the ones that owed money, all the ones, the murderers, all the, all the people that were the bad stuff. 
they were on the wrong side of the track, so to speak. He was gathering all those people for an army because they had heard about his praise to God. He had heard about his great effectiveness in war because he had killed a giant. He had killed a, he had went on many escapades. I, I like that word, escapades. With Jonathan, he had killed many Philistines. And when, when he heard that he was running away from Saul, all these people said, hey, I like that. I was thinking this morning about, and this is a little bit off topic. I'm going to get back on topic, praise the Lord. But I was thinking about how the anointing was running away. The anoint, David was anointed. But he understood that there was a process of time, even though he didn't want to do it, the, the anointing had to soak in for a little bit. He couldn't go against the previous anointed man of God because that was the king. He understood that authority. But he understood that the anointing needed a little bit of soaking. Take some time for the anointing to soak in. Praise the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I can just imagine as he's leading the 400 in drills and uh, getting them battle ready. Getting them ready to fight the Philistines. Getting them ready to fight the Amalekites. He was, he was speaking this to them. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. He says, join me. Well, I don't want to do this all by myself. I, I want to exalt the Lord with you. And I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. That, that, that's the key. I sought the Lord. He was dealing with a lot of fears. I don't know if you've ever been chased by an angry king with a sword and about 2,000 soldiers. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. I've, I've never experienced that. Um, that just wants to chop my head off, but I, I've, thank God I, I've never experienced that. But that's what he was dealing with. He was dealing with a person who hated him. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried. Now he's kind of down in the dumps just a little bit. He realizes how God, that's the point. I will bless the Lord at all times. This poor man cried. I'm down in the dumps, and the Lord heard him. Now I'm up and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. As you may remember, there's a story that when he was fleeing and he was hiding in caves and everything, that, the, uh, that Saul caught up to him. That Saul caught up to his 400 men and said, Hey, this ain't going to work. I trapped you. But the angel of the Lord encampeth round about them and, of course, Saul found out real quick that he had to leave because somebody else was attacking his lands on the other side of the kingdom. But the angel of the Lord was camping around about David. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is a man that trusteth in him. Praise the Lord. As, as I think about the... Uh, indications in the time frame of this this psalms 
it brings out a whole new aspect of the scripture because they probably weren't getting a lot to eat. They were, they were getting it from farms. They were getting it from places. But David was a man of his people. He was, he was the leader. He, he was the kind of man that was eating last because nobody else had anything. So he was tasting the Lord. He was looking at all those pomegranates. He was looking at all those squash that all those men were eating. He said, that looks pretty good but I'm going to taste the Lord a little bit. I'm going to taste the Lord a little bit. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye as saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffereth hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Praise the Lord. I want to seek the Lord. I want to bless the Lord at all times. Praise the Lord. Let's turn to Psalm, I mean, 1 Samuel 22. This is where this story is occurring. And I can't wait to hear Brother Justin's take on this second half of this lesson. It's very exciting. David, verse 1 of chapter 22, David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave Adullam. And with his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. And everyone that was in distress and everyone that was in debt and every one that was discontented gathered themselves unto him and he became a captain over them and there were with him 400 men. And David then uh, went thence to Mizvah and Moab, and he said unto the king of Moab, Let my father and my mother, I pray thee, come and be with you, so I know what God will do for me. He was continually blessing the Lord, and right there he knew that God was dealing with him. He knew that even through, I, I can imagine that, so he's being chased, He's being chased by an angry king. His father and mother are in danger. He just found out that he was the captain of 400 men that he would have to lead to do something. So I would imagine on the scale of the roller coaster, he was about right here. He was upside down. He didn't know exactly what to do. So he went to an enemy camp and said, Hey, father and mother, can you... Can you get in the city and just stay f- safe for a while because I don't know what the king will do to be able to get at me. But he knew that God had a purpose. David knew that God had a purpose for his life. He felt the anointing. There's a, there's a book or a, an audio book called The Day of War that Brother Justin and I have read, or I don't know how many people have read, but there's a saying, I will praise the Lord, arrows to my enemy, what's the, arrows to my enemies. It was, it's just talking about uh, calling the day of the Lord, that this is the day of the Lord. This is cover me in the day, there it is, cover me in the day of war. He was talking about the anointing, cover me every day. There was a phrase that, there was a question that was asked in that book is, when is the day of the uh, when is the day of war? When is the day of war? 
because you keep saying, cover me in the day of war. And yes, I understand when we're fighting the Amalekites or when we're fighting the Philistines and even in this modern day when we're fighting depression and we're fighting, we're fighting the world, just, it's just coming tooth and nail at us and the devil wants to, the devil wants to steal your soul just like the Georgia song. Uh, um, but um, anyways, uh, he's after you. And we can understand that every once in a while he comes in force and that's the day of war. Just not that. When you wake up in the morning, every single morning, that's when the day of war comes. That's when you say, I need your covering, O oh God. I need your anointing. I need to walk and I need to talk. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That's a very good scripture to just... As soon as you get up in the morning, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Because I want to walk and I want to talk with him. Because I understand that this world is big and crazy. That this world is a disaster waiting to happen, and it is a disaster right now. This is the day of war. And I will praise him at all times. Amen. There, uh, verse 12 of Psalms 34, uh, verse 11, I'm going to stop at verse 11. Come ye children, hearken unto me, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. He was dealing with a lot of kids. He was dealing with his, his saints, per se. And he was saying, I will teach you, I will teach you the steps on how to fear the Lord. Because it's a process. It's a process of how to learn how to love Him. It's a process of learning how to serve Him. Praise the Lord. Amen. I must listen to God's voice, no matter the circumstance. What blessing it is to receive the word of the Lord in time of fear and confusion and doubt. And when in fearful and it is easy to feel overwhelmed and alone, and do not know what to do. You're upside down. You're on a roller coaster that's going about three loop-de-loops. I've seen them. I really want to go to Six Flags, by the way. I don't know why. But um, I get sick every time I go, but I really want to go. But, <laughs> but that's just the thrill of life, I guess. Praise the Lord. But what a blessing it is to trust in Him, no matter what the loop-to-loop comes, no matter what sucker punch comes to your face, what sucker punch comes to your, your gut and you don't know what you're doing, that's when you must bless the Lord. He is always present to be a comfort and a guide and deliver us. But a word will come if we seek Him. Praise the Lord. Amen. Brother Justin, come and deliver the Word of God. His praise shall continually be in my lips. Amen. Think about that. I was looking at that word continually in my mouth, not in my lips, in my mouth. The word continually means to stretch. 
in the in, if you look that up in the Hebrew, it means to stretch. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. The word continually means to stretch. So how how does that work? I was thinking about it this morning, and if you if you looked at your lesson on the front page of our of our lesson, is all these people with their with their hands raised. Right. They're stretching. How, how do I make sure that I continually put the praises of the Lord in my mouth? Right. I do some stretching, some spiritual calisthenics, if you will. I, I, I raise them hands and I and I and I do some stretching continually. I mean, that, stretching can mean a lot of things. It can mean that, or it can mean I'm I'm pushing myself to a new level. I'm reaching out, brother. Jace, don't don't keep that right in front of everybody. Amen. It, it can mean a lot of different things, but in my mind, I just think as we come to church on a Sunday morning, we start off with blessing the Lord and continually praising Him with our mouth, and we start raising them hands up, and we start stretching that faith out. Uh, we start stretching them vocal cords. Uh, and we start magnifying him, amen, that's stretching. But it's not just on Sunday morning. That might be the easiest time to do it, but that's not the only time we should do it. Brother Jace, you said it right. Here we find a man that's somehow or another found himself in the enemy camp. He's running from the king, Saul. Uh, he's just in a weird spot. Um, if you do a little research here, you find to get out of the spot, he acts like he's a madman. He starts spitting and slobbering and beating on the wall and just acting all kind of crazy. Man, that's a weird spot to be in. <laughs> he's not crazy, but that's what he's having to act like to get out of this situation. And then he, as he reflects back as he's writing the psalm, he's thinking... I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. What a weird transition in the mind of David as he's thinking about all that he has come through, the situation that he was in, how he got out of the situation, very unconventional, but he still said, I'm going to bless the Lord. How many times have I been in a situation and I look back and I'm like, wow, that was unconventional how that worked out. I never would have guessed that. Man, I can't believe that situation worked out quite like that. I may have to do some things that I wasn't comfortable doing, but we made it through. So I'm just going to do a little stretching. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for bringing me through. Thank you, Lord, for opening the door. Thank you, Lord, for bringing me out. What a mighty God we serve. Psalms 34, as you look at it, if you go through it, uh, the the writing of it is called acoustic. That's how I'm going to say that. A C R O S T I C. Huh? Acrostic. Excuse me. Acrostic, which means he's using a letter from the Hebrew alphabet in every start of the of each verse. It's it's an interesting way, and the thought process behind that was for the people to remember the psalm. A for apple, B for bear. We do that today, and, and 
and preschool. That's how we remember things. They were doing the same thing in the psalm, thinking, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. It goes on and on. Man, we love that psalm, Brother Jason. You said it's, it's a hype one, whatever you want to call that. Um, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. I sought the Lord, and he heard me. They looked on, upon, on him and were lightened. The poor man cried, and the Lord heard him. The angel of the Lord encamped with round and about. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. All of that stuff is encouraging, but it's for us to remember how good our God is. I don't want to forget that. Sometimes in peril and situation and trouble and trial, it is easy, it's maybe easier than we want to admit, to think about something else and forget how good the Lord's been to us. Our faith is tested and our faith is tried and uh, we get frustrated and we can't see the end and so we start forgetting. We start forgetting. And we have to go back to the word and say, what can I glean from this word? Lord, teach me again. Let me see you and... Let me know what I should do. And this is a great psalm to, to come back to encourage ourselves in. The Lord hears your cry. The Lord knows where you're at. That don't mean you have an answer. That don't mean it's going to work out like you had it planned. But he hears you. And he knows you. And he's there with you. And he didn't leave you. And he's got it in his hand. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. David was a man of action. He was a warrior and a leader of men. He was clever and wise. Yet when he faced with enemies and trials, he did not take refuge in himself, but found refuge in the Lord. Something that I have learned, the better I'm at something, the less dependent on others that I am when I'm doing that something. Sister Twyla don't need to come and ask me how to sell houses. That would be a mistake. That's what she does well. But the better we get at something, the more we're, we're dependent on ourselves in that something. Right? Sister Misty don't need to come and ask me how to build a spreadsheet for the books. That would be a mistake. That's her thing, not my thing. Right? Sister Melissa don't need to ask me how to treat someone. That's your thing, not my thing, right? It's the same way with the Lord. As we're walking through life, we feel like we get good at things. David, of all people, was a leader of men. The killer of Goliath. He had accomplished some things. He killed lions with his bare hand and a bear. And Man, he was a good shepherd. And he, he knew how to do some things. What a mighty man. But he didn't get lost in the might. He didn't get lost in his abilities because he always remembered his inabilities. He didn't focus on that pride factor, I got this. He focused on, you got this. And as long as he could stay focused on, 
you got this, not I got this. Man, what he could accomplish. Same thing with me and you today. When I start focusing on what I can do and what I can accomplish and all of that, I, 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 and I'm not focusing on you, 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 Lord. Man, I'm headed down the wrong road. Amen. Whether fleeing from Saul or Achish, whether abiding in the stronghold or traveling to Moab and back to Judah, his eyes were on the Lord as he continually sought him for guidance and protection. He never wavered from looking for the Lord. I want to make sure I'm going the right way, God. I want to make sure that you're guiding me here, Lord. I want to make sure you're directing me there, Lord. Amen. It's amazing what children will teach you. Having some conversations with my kids this week, and we were we're talking about fasting. And uh, I was giving my wise fatherly counsel, whether they wanted it or not. And we were talking about times to fast and times not to fast, and what does that look like? And uh, I was giving my opinion, and here in a minute, Parker come up missing. And I said, like, I wonder where he went. And then here in a minute, he come in. I'm like, well, why did you decide? He said, well, that's why I went outside. I asked the Lord. That's probably the smartest thing to do, Parker. <laughs> I don't know why you asked me to start out with, really. That would be the one that we would need to talk to about whether we should fast today or not. Not me. But I'm going to give you my opinion like I really had a good opinion there. It just smote my heart to think, I just want your guidance, God. I don't need to try to figure it out. I just need to try to understand what you want me to do. Even the simplest things, Lord, not, not my will, but your will, God. I, I, I sometimes think I got it all under control and I need to go on the front porch and say, God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to say? That's putting your eyes on the Lord. That's what David learned to do. Fixed his eyes on the Lord. Amen. David found the Lord to be trustworthy. Mm. He experienced it for himself and urged God's people to experience it for themselves. Psalms 34 and 8, Brother Jace. Oh, taste and see. Put your eyes on him. Put him to the test. Ask his opinion. Oh, taste and see. That the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Not blessed is the man that trusteth in our political system. Or our 401k. Or our insurance. But blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Amen. I'm not, I'm not preaching against 401Ks and insurance. I'm not. But boy, if I got my hope and trust in that, I'm in bad shape. Mm. David learned a truth that can sustain us through all of our trials and afflictions. He learned that God is always a steadfast presence and help. 
It's something to be said about consistency. The Lord is a constant. We, we find a lot of families that are broken up and they're having issues here or there. And the children are looking for something constant. A, a, a constant source of love. A constant source of provision. But no matter what the world does, there is a constant here. He's always level. He's always even. He's never out of bounds. It's never something ludicrous. It's always constant. The Lord is a very present help in trouble. David assures us we are never alone. God will always save and deliver us. Even when we are utterly crushed by circumstances, the righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of their troubles. The Lord is nigh to them that are a broken heart and save as such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. There are going to be some afflicting times. We're going to go through some things. We're going to go through some trials. But the Lord delivered him out of them all. I'm glad to serve a constant God that's going to take me from no matter what I find myself in and will deliver me out of them all. Amen. I'm glad we can boldly make that statement. Brother Moses is going to try, try to help me everywhere he can. And I appreciate the trying. But I can't say he's going to help me every time. He's going to try to. But with the Lord, I can make a bold proclamation. He will deliver me out of them all. What a proclamation we can make from a consistent God. But he always has delivered me. He always has made a way. He always has opened the door. So I can go ahead and look in the future and say, no matter what, he always will. Amen. Amen. What a mighty God. I'm glad I tasted and see that he was good one day. Amen. Amen. I'm glad he heard me and delivered me today. Praise the Lord. Having experienced such a promise, David showed us how we should respond. He begins Psalm 34 with, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. David did not praise the Lord for each detail of every affliction he faced. He did, however, praise the Lord for his faithful presence in the affliction. Amen. If you want to, I think it's okay, but David didn't make a list and say, well, I was tried here and I was run over there and I had to... No, God, I'm just going to say through it all, through every one of the trials, you were there, you helped me, you guided me, you directed... He took the, the focus off the individual problem and started focusing on the individual solution. Did you hear that? Sometimes we get into ourselves and say... I feel bad and I had a headache and my ears are hurting and my toe is sore and I don't have any money. And before long, I'm depressed. 
But if I can say, you know what, I'm not feeling that great today, but God, I know you're my healer and my provider and my protector and my way maker and my deliverer. Now I'm focusing on something that matters. I'm focusing on the solution to the problem, not the problem itself. Uh, Amen. And when I start blessing the name of the Lord, uh, amen, something starts changing in the atmosphere. Praise the Lord. Would you say that you're a product of your environment? Each and every one of us, to a degree, was a, is a product of our environment. The environment of, can help or our environment can hinder. I'm fixing to teach you something today. I want you to really get this in down. All right. A flea has a 36-inch vertical jump. A flea. So if you build a structure off the ground over 36 inches, a flea cannot jump into that structure. Now, if you build steps, he can jump up each step. But if it's over 36 inches off the ground independently, a flea can't jump into that. 36. Every flea can jump 36 inches. That's interesting, isn't it? But, Tony, if I put a flea in a mayonnaise jar and I put the top on the mayonnaise jar, he can't jump 36 inches anymore. He can only jump as high as the top of the mayonnaise jar. And a flea is an intelligent little thing. After about 15 minutes of jumping and hitting the top of the mayonnaise jar, he will only jump within half inch of the top of the jar from that point on. Because he's learned, if I jump that high, I'm going to hit my head. And if you have baby fleas while in a mayonnaise jar, they will only jump to the height of a half inch to the top of the mayonnaise jar. It's interesting, isn't it? So many times today, we find ourselves in a mayonnaise jar with a 36-inch vertical jump. And life has screwed the lid of the mayonnaise jar on top of you and on top of me. And we only jump about six inches when we literally could jump 36 inches. So to get to the potential that we have, we have to do something. We have to change the environment. How do you change your environment? Well, let me tell you. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. If we want to change the environment that we are living in, we start blessing the Lord. If we want to see something shift in our world and in our life, we start magnifying and praising the Lord. And everything, we figure out a way to give the Lord some thanks and some praise. And we start focusing on how good he is and not how bad the problem is. And God, I know you can and I know that you're able and I know you've done it before and I know you did it for them and I know you can do it for me. Something starts happening in the lid of the mayonnaise jar gets taken off and before long we're leaping and jumping and we're reaching our full potential because we learn how to change our environment today. Amen. Uh, there's something to learn from the flea but there's also something learning from you and I today. I don't want to be a product of this world. I'm not part of this world. I'm not of this world. Uh, 
Amen. I don't want to look like the world, act like the world, dress like the world, talk like the world. I'm not of the world. I want to change the environment today. I've been called out of the world. Come ye out and be separate, saith the Lord. Change the environment. David said, I'm in a bad spot. This ain't working out, but I'm going to change the environment. I may be in a cave and the king's chasing me, but I'm changing my environment. It may look ugly and it may look bad, but today I'm going to change my environment today. Hallelujah. I'm going to stretch. Amen. I'm going to stretch today. I'm going to bless the Lord. Uh, I don't know what you're going through, what you're facing. If your world is upside down and, uh, and right side up or whichever way, I come to bless the Lord this morning. He's been mighty good. Uh, can we stand this morning and give him some high praise? Oh, magnify the Lord with me uh, and let us exalt uh, his name together. Hallelujah. We magnify you, Lord. Uh, we give you high praise today. Uh, worthy are you, Lamb of God. Uh, I know you're with us and for us. Uh, you're fighting on our behalf today. Uh, I trust you. Uh, I lead on you. Uh, I depend on you, oh Lord. Uh, blessed be the name that's above uh, every name. Uh, we worship you, Jesus. Uh, we praise you, Lord. Uh, we magnify you, Lord. Um, great are you, Lord. Uh, great is your faithfulness. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Blessed be the name of the Lord. Uh, I feel the Holy Ghost here today. You can leave change this morning because you decided uh, I'm not happy where I'm at, but I'm moving up a level. Uh, I'm going to go deeper in you, Jesus. Uh, I'm tired of being uh, depressed and compressed and compacted. Oh, God, but I'm moving forward. Uh, I'm going to bless you. Uh, I'm going to praise you. Uh, I'm going to worship you. Uh, I'm going to stretch forth myself today. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, uh, thank you, Lord. Uh, thank you, Lord. Uh, Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, let's give him a hand of praise in the house. Uh, worthy, 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 worthy. Bless your name, bless your name, bless your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I feel the joy of the Lord. Uh, oh, falling fresh today. Uh, Hallelujah. I want to leave this morning encouraging knowing he is able. Mm, he is able. He is more than able. Nothing's outside the scope. Nothing's too hard. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. Amen. Amen. I don't know what to do. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, one more time. Can we just love the Lord?